welcome back. We are so excited to be back with you after our stretch break. Yes. We are just going to get right into our practice notes. Okay. So yes, my practice notes for the week are try, try again. So actually it was, I was reminded by a YTT student last week, the importance of not just like abandoning a pose when you like try it one time and then you're like, I don't like that. And, or it just doesn't work with my body. And then feeling like I'm just never going to do that again, which I would be prone by the way. Mm -hmm. So we did a particular pose one day. Um, she just like, wasn't feeling it. Not a big deal. Move on. And she actually, um, she messaged me the night and she was like, I don't understand why, but I'm home now. And I like completely nailed that pose. (laughs) And I'm telling you, this was less than 24 hours later. (laughs) So one, several lessons here. One, there will be days that you can't do things or that they are not available to you in your body and they will potentially be the next day. But it was really just a reminder to me to like revisit things that I haven't revisited in a long time (laughs) because maybe it will work and maybe it won't. And that's fine too. But one, I was really like inspired by the fact that literally 24 hours later, she was trying it again. Um, because that's not really how I operate as just a human being period. (laughs) (laughs) So I was really inspired by that. Like, I was like, it's not even, and this wasn't like, Oh, I just don't love this. I felt like she would have said in that moment that she hated it. (laughs) And 24 hours later, she's like doing it again and, and is enjoying the process. So, but she did, she did say, this doesn't mean it's my favorite pose. And I was like, no, I totally get that. (laughs) That is fair. <laughs> yes, totally, totally fair. Uh, well, mine coincidentally is a little bit related. So I have been, <laughs> as we talked about and have talked about on the podcast, been going to more in-person yoga classes lately. And yes. I found a studio. It's not new, but it's new to me closer to my house that I've been trying. And I generally enjoy it. But I have noticed there are so many students in these classes who are trying their darndest to be mm. A plus yoga students. Yeah. They are like gritting their teeth. You know, this is the kind of thing that you can see, I think, as a teacher because you're yeah. used to looking at students. Yeah. And like really just putting so much work into it. And I just want to lean over and be like, it's not that serious. <laughs> like just calm yeah. down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's so good. We actually, we talked about that in YTT too, that people notice that. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody listening needs to hear this, there's no need to be an A plus yoga student. I nope. posted about this on Instagram, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago. And somebody said that they were in a yoga teacher training and their teacher said, just try to be a C student. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. D's all you got in you that day. That's cool too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. I mean, really, like, there's no grades. We don't even need that framework. But if you need it, then that's it. you got it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we are going to move into our main segment now, and we're going to talk about the stretch seasons and burnout. Yeah. So. I wanted to just talk for a minute about the stretch. So some of you listening, I'm sure are already familiar with it. So I'll put it in a nutshell. 
but it is a four month cycle of practice that we do together in curvy yoga three times a year. Yeah. So the idea behind it is we have three active months where we are sharing resource suggestions. If you're a studio member, we're sending emails, we're on social media, we're doing the podcast. Right. And we have one month off of rest and integration. So all of that slows down our stops and it's a time for people to just have a breather. Yeah. And the reason that I decided to do this, so we first started doing it in 2017. So we're closing out on three years doing it is for a few reasons. So it's not just because we want to break from doing things, which, you know, is nice for me and Liz, but is really not the reason behind it. <laughs> it's really because I was coming off the heels of a big burnout at that time. Yeah. And also at the same time, social media was really growing to that point that I think many of us feel nowadays where it's like so overwhelming. Yeah. And I just thought, why? Like things do not need to be this way. Right. This is not how I want or need to interact as a person or as a business. Yeah. And I felt like the only way to really make that clear, that value clear in what we're doing is to actually do it, to model yeah. and yeah. not just be like, Hey, slow down, but have time actually slow down. Yeah. yeah. Where we're really modeling it. Um, and having some time because I think, you know, we're sharing a lot of information. There's plenty to take in. And I don't think that we learn through the fire hose method, right? It's a little time to kind of let things soak in, see what questions we have, see where we are now before we start again. Yeah. So that's the background on the stretch and why we do things that way. Um, and like I said, it was started off the heels of a burnout. So around the end of 2014, and I know I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast too. I had a big burnout in curvy yoga and I kind of came to this crossroads, honestly, where I thought I can either quit curvy yoga or I have to like pretty radically change my life. Yeah. And I was the kind of person at that point, And I mean, still like 95% am this kind of person who will radically change my life for like four days. And then that's over and I'm back to my old way. <laughs> yes. I'm not yesing you. I'm yesing. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You've probably also seen me do that. So, <laughs> so I thought, well, let me just, you know, see what it's like to make some changes. So I started with canceling some things I had on the schedule for that year. Cause it was right at that year transition where, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. It was kind of um, a little bit easier to make some changes because there were things that were on the books like six or nine months down the road. Mm -hmm. um, and this was not easy. It was not like, oh, I just will blase take these things off my calendar. Like yeah. I planned to do Curve Camp, which was our um, big, we had like 50 people at this event in 2014. It was so fun. It was so fun. Yes. Everybody loved it. And I loved it and really wanted to do it again. But I just, at that time, really did not have the emotional or energetic bandwidth to do it. Yeah. I had let people know. I had invited guest speakers. Nobody had paid or signed up or anything, but you know, it was on people's radar for sure. Yeah. So I had to cancel that. And I'm 
bringing in these examples to say that when we make choices to live life in a certain way, it's not all easy breezy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like I think we sometimes yeah. are represented to think that they are. Yeah. So one of the reasons that I kind of came to this point is two things that happened. I mean, besides just being so fried, but also there was a time when Nick and I were talking like late 2014 and he sort of sarcastically said something to me like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause you're always around. And I was like, I am always around because I was like physically at home <laughs> yes. traveling that much. But I was like, Oh, he's really like, yeah. that I am not present in this mm. relationship and in my life in a way that I should be. And Nick like never gives me feedback about stuff like that. So yeah. I was like, oh, I need to take this pretty seriously. And so, seriously. You know, yeah, when that happened, I realized, you know, if somebody then had asked me what is most important to you, I definitely would have said, you know, Nick and my relationship or my relationship with my friends, my self care. And when I looked at my actions, I was like, they don't line up with this at all. And that's what made me think like, oh, I really have to make some big changes if I'm going to be able to live the life that I want to live and do the work that I want to do, because I didn't want to quit curvy yoga. You know, I had burnout before and I was like, okay, I'm over this job. Like anyway, let's make a change. And it was not what I wanted to do with curvy yoga. Yeah. So I think that, you know, with all of these things coming together is what, brought us into the stretch and bringing that into the business. Because as I started to live that more in my life, of course, my business is a big part of my life. So right. those things to come together and to give people in our community space in the same way that I was trying to give myself space. I love that. So that's a little bit on my end of this kind of conversation. What are your thoughts or what are things that you've found? Yeah. So I think for me, I really only have like, as I was thinking about this, I only really have one thing. And I think that, I think that most of us probably at some point fairly regularly feel, maybe we wouldn't call it burnout, but we might feel a sense of like being overwhelmed or burnout is coming. (laughs) You know, just that like overwhelming feeling that often comes from just like, from like adulting and responsibility and family and work and all of these things. And I myself that when I start to feel that feeling that it's really important for me to balance that out by doing something that I enjoy or that brings me joy. So, and it's, you, it's never a big thing. It is usually free. I'm not saying you have to like go on vacation. Like that's not what I'm saying. Right. Like, I re- I have a high school that I get things with that I and when I start to feel that feeling, I will just go hang out there for like an hour. And and that's literally all it takes. Right. <laughs> I'll go buy donuts because high schoolers and teachers really love donuts. <laughs> and I'll go and I'll go and sit in my favorite social worker's office about whatever's going on in the school and I'll go visit some of my favorite teachers. And then it literally just like brings me back to balance and I'm like perfectly happy to get back to the responsibility. And usually I'm better. I do the responsibility better when I've taken the time to do that. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. That is huge. Yes. And so part of, I think a goal for myself or like something that I need to just like figure out is how am I just balancing my life that I'm like doing this thing that I love and also doing, and also doing the responsibility things um, simultaneously so that you don't reach the point of, oh my God, I have to do this now or I'm going to have a full on meltdown. (laughs) Yeah, you're better at that balance. I usually just slam up against the wall of meltdown. (laughs) (laughs) Like let's, I, it's nice to be, to recognize it, to know, like for me, it's things like when I start making a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. when I really stop and have to, it's, I mean, it's huge that I, that I even know to do this, but when I stop myself and go, you are not breathing. Yeah. Um, when I feel like a sense of, oh my God, is it time for bed yet? And it's seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just like being able to recognize these things in yourself that are the beginnings of, I'm about to feel really overwhelmed. Yeah. And, you know, it's little things. And then just going, if I take an hour and I go do this thing over here, I'm going to come back to my life so much fuller and so much able to like do the things that I need to do and do them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like, it's not about just slowing down for slowing down's sake. Although, you know, slowing down for slowing down's sake certainly has its place. Yeah. But I think what you're pointing to is it's really about kind of aligning with your energy and your values. Yeah. And I have found that to be really true. Yeah. Like as I get clear about how I spend my time and my energy, I just have more available to give to yeah everyone in my life, to Kirby Yoga, to myself. Um, and I think that that is what makes those of us who are, you know, busy and have a lot of things that they want to do, which is, you know, everyone listening. <laughs> it's what makes that stuff sustainable. Yeah, that's really good. So we would love to hear your thoughts around this. And this season of The Stretch, our theme is release. So if you've been listening for a while, you probably know that our big theme this year is breathe, move, release. And so we're going to be exploring more of that in this season of the podcast. And we're going to send out some practices around seasonality and bringing some of this that we've talked about in your life in our latest email. So if you're not already subscribed, you can do that in the show notes. Yes, do it. Okay, so we're going to move to our Curvy collab, and coincidentally or not, in the last month, I read this book, <laughs> The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily and Amelia Nagoski, and this book is so good. Ugh. It is basically a feminist self-help, self-care book, and it has tons of science and research about how all of these things work. And one, like they talk about the bikini industrial complex. Okay. <laughs> I love this already. <laughs> no, no, that's enough right there. Yeah. But one thing that they talk about is how there's a cycle of stress. Obviously, that's kind of part of the title. And that one of the big ways that you can complete that cycle, and they say that that's important because when you just let the stress get in your body and then you don't 
do anything to move it or address it. It just mm-hmm. piles and piles. And I think oh my gosh. you were kind of talking about that, right? When you were saying like that feel that feeling accumulates. Yes. So they say it's really important to move your body. Mm-hmm. That's the way to complete yeah. the So a few times when I have been feeling really stressed since I read that book, I'm like, oh, I have to complete the cycle. And I will just like do a few yoga poses or turn on a song and dance it out or go for a walk, like nothing big. For me, it can just be like a couple minutes. It's enough to move it. Yeah. And that has been a really helpful takeaway and one that I'm actually using in my life, which I feel like. Oh my gosh. I love that. And it's something that almost everybody can do. Right. In some way. Yes. So go check out that book if you're interested. I really liked it. I love that. That's amazing. Okay, so we're going to move into our gratitude now. And mine is for longtime friendships. So I've just been having a lot of Marco Polo conversations. I've already talked about how much I love this app. Yes. (laughs) Really appreciating those friends who've been with you over the years and who can see your progress and growth and reflect it back to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had a few friends lately be like, I really see you, like how you're working on this. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. Gift of all time to have somebody say that. That's amazing. Yeah. I really love that too. And I love being able to see that in them and reflect that for them too. Yeah. That's so great. I love that. Um, Mine is also about friends. I'm going to keep this story, but very brief. It could be very long. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So Last night, none of them would mind me telling the story, and I'm not giving you anyone's names, but last night about a I got a text message from a friend, and she was like, hey, have you talked to our other friend? Because me and our other other friend have not heard from her in in hours. These are very communicative friends that I have. One of us is always talking to, to one of us, or we're in a group text or something. And I was like, no, actually, I haven't heard from her since 1030 this morning, which is rare. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is like 1130 last night. Well, one of, one of the friends, they also live together. And so they were like, she's not home. We can't find her. So we are literally all up until two. Her phone was off. Oh my gosh. So we're, I know. We were literally up until two o'clock this morning texting back and forth, trying to figure out what we needed to do, um, trying to figure out where she was. There was a chance that we knew where she was, but it was weird that her phone was off anyway. So at two o'clock in the morning, we get a text. She's fine. (laughs) I was like, where is this going? (laughs) He happens to tell one of the friends who is initiating this entire thing that she was busy that night doing something. (laughs) (laughs) But but I was just like, I laughed about it. One of of us is upset because they didn't get enough sleep less. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed about it probably 20 times today because I was like, 
literally none of us could ever go missing. Seriously. <laughs> because even a couple weeks ago, I was having a day where I was probably starting to feel overwhelmed. Another sign for me when it's hitting is that I don't want to communicate with people. And I love communicating. Yeah. Um, and so they, in the group chat, were going back and forth and I didn't respond all day. And then uh, one of them texted another one alone and was like, do you think Liz is okay? Mm. Um, so like literally there's, none of us could ever go missing. And so <laughs> I just laughed a million times. Like I could be really upset that I got three hours of sleep last night. Or I could just love that my friends are very over-concerned. One of them set up all of the now that we have to do um, in order to be in touch with one another if we can't actually be in touch. <laughs> Listen, I love you guys. I'm so thankful for your <laughs> care and concern. Oh my gosh, so, so instead of being upset, it's going to be thankful. <laughs> and maybe go to bed in like an hour. Um, also, I was like, from now on, I am leaving my phone on do not disturb after 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> this, if you're missing, you're going to be missing in the morning anyway. <laughs> and by then you'll know if it's real or not. So. Oh my gosh, the worst. Uh, your friend who was quote unquote missing must have come back to like 3,000 texts. She came back to 67 because... <laughs> We, at first, were not texting in the group text. We were kind of separate, like, going separate. And then what was funny is I texted her kind of joking about it today. And she was like, I have never felt so disconnected from a situation in my whole life. <laughs> I want to feel bad that you guys were, like, so concerned. But, like, I literally don't even understand what happened last night. <laughs> Anyone does. <laughs> They're all just like feeding each other and making it worse. It was just so bizarre. <laughs> well, I like the person that really started this is bored. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shout out to the overly concerned friend. Oh, thankful for you guys. <laughs> uh, all right. We are going to take one deep breath together to close. You can inhale. And exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste.